This is our devotional commentary for Leviticus chapter 24. I'm Pastor Doug Corlew. Welcome to the Abide Podcast, where we daily begin with the reading of God's Word. The Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Command the people of Israel to bring you pure oil from beaten olives for the lamp, that a light may be kept burning regularly. Outside the veil of the testimony, in the tent of meeting, Aaron shall arrange it from evening to morning before the Lord regularly. It shall be a statute forever throughout your generations. He shall arrange the lamps on the lampstand of pure gold before the Lord regularly. You shall take fine flour and bake twelve loaves from it. Two-tenths of an ephah shall be in each loaf. And you shall set them in two piles, six in a pile, on the table of pure gold before the Lord. And you shall put pure frankincense on each pile, that it may go with the bread as a memorial portion, as a food offering to the Lord. Every Sabbath day Aaron shall arrange it before the Lord regularly. It is from the people of Israel as a covenant forever. And it shall be for Aaron and his sons, and they shall eat it in a holy place, since it is for him a most holy portion out of the Lord's food offerings, a perpetual due. Now an Israelite woman's son, whose father was an Egyptian, went out among the people of Israel. And the Israelite woman's son and a man of Israel fought in the camp. And the Israelite woman's son blasphemed the name and cursed. Then they brought him to Moses. His mother's name was Shelomith, the daughter of Dibri, of the tribe of Dan. And they put him in custody, till the will of the Lord should be clear to them. Then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Bring out of the camp the one who cursed, and let all who heard him lay their hands on his head, and let all the congregation stone him. And speak to the people of Israel, saying, Whoever curses his God shall bear his sin. Whoever blasphemes the name of the Lord shall surely be put to death. All the congregation shall stone him, the sojourner as well as the native, when he blasphemes the name, shall be put to death. Whoever takes a human life shall surely be put to death. Whoever takes an animal's life shall make it good, life for life. If anyone injures his neighbor, as he has done, it shall be done to him. Fracture for fracture, eye for eye, tooth for tooth, whatever injury he has given a person shall be given to him. Whoever kills an animal shall make it good, and whoever kills a person shall be put to death. He shall have the same rule for the sojourner and for the native, for I am the Lord your God. So Moses spoke to the people of Israel, and they brought out of the camp the one who had cursed, and stoned him with stones. Thus the people of Israel did as the Lord commanded Moses. In the third commandment given at Sinai, the people of Israel were warned not to take the Lord's name in vain. For as Exodus 20 said, the Lord will not hold him guiltless who takes his name in vain. And if anyone wondered whether God was serious about this, the case of an Israelite woman's son, recorded in Leviticus 24, must have removed all doubt. The chapter begins with regulations for tabernacle maintenance. 
reviewing instructions already given in the book of Exodus, the Lord commands that oil must be provided for the lamp and bread for the table. Soon afterwards, two men engaged in a fight, and one of them blasphemed the name and cursed. It was not that he simply uttered the name of Yahweh, the Lord. It was not that he merely cursed. The offense was that he used the Lord's name in a curse. He misused God's name, failing to honor him as holy and speak of him with reverence and awe. In the Old Testament, sins against the family and sins against true religion are the most serious and therefore often attract the death penalty. In this case, the judge who renders the decision is not Moses, but God himself. And the penalty given is recorded as a guide for judges in the future should similar cases occur again. It applies even to residents who are not full-fledged Israelites, as the offender in this particular case. Blasphemy brings guilt on those who hear it, as well as on the one who speaks it. To rid themselves of this guilt, the hearers laid their hands on the head of a blasphemer. His death then atoned for his own and his hearers' sin. The blasphemy case provides an occasion to address a few other legal matters, and the basic principle is expressed with the well-known phrase, an eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth. In most cases, the penalty was not applied literally, but the intent was to promote justice in the public courts. The punishment must fit the crime. Not excessive, but not overly lenient. In Jesus' day, some misapplied the passage, using it to defend acts of revenge in personal relationships. Jesus corrects the misinterpretation and teaches instead that our personal relationships are to be guided by the law of love and forgiveness. We should be gracious, not quarrelsome. But it is unlikely that our Lord was encouraging courtrooms to let offenders off scot-free. For the New Testament also affirms that human judges must give punishments appropriate to the offense. And it is on this basis that God will judge the world. Thanks for listening to the Abide Podcast. For more information about Summit Church of Alta, go to summitefc.com, and I'll meet you again next time as we abide, living daily in the Word.